It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. This is great. The next four days are going to be awesome with the World Cup. 27 of the 32 teams still alive to try to advance to the round of 16. Over 700 different ways to bet these matches. Ton of props. Check out Bet Rivers. Log in every single match day. Get a $10 free bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to betrivers.com or download the app to get in on the action at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. If you miss any of uh, Nigel Seeley or our other guests today, Matt Humans, Paul Stone, you can go back and find it and listen on your own time. The Follow the Money podcast is available wherever. You listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Just search the name of the show, follow the money. Nigel brought up the cards over in the Ecuador-Senegal match. And as he did so at DraftKings, the number actually went against him. It was uh, I was monitoring that. Over uh, four and a half today was minus 120. At DraftKings, the over moved to plus 105. Then minutes after that, it moved to even money, and now it's back to minus 110 on the over four and a half. So they're seeing some action here early this morning, and uh, it's been all over the map where you could have grabbed some plus mm-hmm. money in the last, uh, what, 35 minutes or so. Yeah, eight and three overrun, which he talked about in this situation. Yep. Going uh, back, so. I also have yep. odds to make the playoff in college football. We get the uh, committee show tonight. And before we get into the odds, we'll tell you this is a great tweet on why Ohio State 
needs to be ahead of Alabama tonight. First of all, it's quite obvious Ohio State has one loss, Alabama has two. And for the history of the committee, they've always charted and uh, put a lot of stock into losses, obviously, more than anything else. And I'm glad ESPN wasted so much time this year talking about could the SEC get three in. Oh, they're only going to get one. Uh, the other thing is, you're right, the, the LSU case was, well, you beat Alabama and then you beat Georgia. You would shock the number one team in the country. Right, and that, right. Even, that's all, just We haven't had a two-loss team get in there. So it was uh, far-fetched, but could LSU shock the world? Now that's out, too. And now we're seeing, as most people should understand now, boy, the SEC West wasn't much. No, it, it really mean, wasn't it, this year. It, no. it, it turned out to be uh, uh, just a uh, above average. I mean, look, Eric, again, Texas A&M, preseason 10. Uh, no, no, I mean, that, that's I mean, the thing, Paul, is that they've gotten the respect from everybody and people have turned into sheep for the last 20 years over the yeah. conference. They've been It's been Alabama and then recently Georgia and LSU. But for the most part, the other teams are riding Alabama's coattails. Right. Um, so here's this is a great tweet from Pick 6 Previews on Twitter. Ohio State's best two wins over number 8 Penn State and number 19 Notre Dame. Alabama's best two wins, number 21 Texas, which I don't even count as a win, uh, and number 25 Mississippi State. The reason why is because yeah. uh, the quarterback for Texas got hurt and... They were completely bailed out by three different calls by the referees. Three different horrific calls when Alabama's away that day. It was atrocious what happened to Texas in that game. Ohio State lost once. That was to number two. Alabama lost twice to number seven and number 11. Ohio State, every win by double digits. Alabama, three one-score wins. So it's really not even a conversation, no, to be honest. absolutely not. No. It, uh, you better have a hell of a resume if you want to make the case with two losses that you should be in above Ohio State and one-loss teams, and you don't have that. You don't have a good win. Stop with the Mississippi State. We knew Old Miss was with total frauds, and it, you know, don't tell me Miss State's a good win. Okay? So, and say what you want. Penn State had a good year. So, that's where you're at. That's your rankings. Penn State's a good win. And Ohio State went on the road and scored a lot of points on them and did a good job getting the win. Michigan did the same thing, although the game was at home. So, you are seeing movement, though. I did see as high as 45 and 40-1. to 1. For Bama to win the title, it's down to twenty-five to one. But as uh, Dan Wetzel was saying on his podcast from uh, Yahoo Sports, it just the, the easiest discussion and point is you can't penalize TC, one of these teams that's playing Saturday of course by not. playing the extra game by having a great season. You can't reward an Ohio State or Alabama for losing their biggest games and sitting out, and that's exactly what you're doing if it doesn't go. TCU's weight, which I think we all agree Michigan's in already, and so is Georgia. We know Georgia's in. But it'd, it'd just be a shame, unless they get, uh, I guess, boat raced. But TCU's playing a top-10 team, likely, Saturday as well, yep. on a neutral. Mm -hmm. uh, last week, K-State was 12th, and then Sunday they were 10th in the coaches' poll. So it's not like they're playing a bad team on Saturday. But if they lose 27-24, how do you drop TCU? I mean, it, it, it'd just be... Now, the USD thing, I guess, would be easier, saying, well, you lose twice, but it's to the same team. You couldn't knock off Utah, and they had their issues and went to Florida and couldn't win. So, bam, going to welcome in Ohio State. You're in. USC, you're obviously out. But it just it doesn't make any sense how you would penalize an undefeated team that you'd have a bad half, a bad play, whatever, and you're going against the top 10 teams. Yep, totally agree. Can't do that. But very good tweet about Ohio State, Alabama. The Alabama thing shouldn't even be a system. The point is you have to have someone sixth because everyone else lost. Sure. Now, here's the thing, though, where we live and breathe, Paul, and would we, I would be livid if it happens. If TCU loses and they put Ohio, this happened before. It happened in the first year of the playoffs, right? 
TCU went out there in yeah. the final game and won like 55 to 3 and they fell in the rankings because yeah. because their their jersey says TCU and not Texas or Oklahoma. There if this was Texas or Oklahoma playing for the Big 12 title game and they were 12 and 0 with TCU's resume, of course they would be in. It wouldn't even be a talking point. But because it's TCU and they're the little guy, right? People are still But here's the thing. It could all be for naught, right? Because they're minus 140 to win the game on the money line against K-State in that neighborhood. If the market is right, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, TCU to make the playoff is minus $7. So how do those numbers correlate at all? Chris Felica said it. I totally agree with him. He said it on air and tweeted it. Herb Street and Follow agreed TCU should be in with a loss. Yeah. Now, to answer, you asked me, uh, there's two two questions there. Uh, if TCU loses, are they still in? I say yes. But if TCU and USC both lose... I still think uh, TCU's in as well, and you just you run out of teams there. It's, it's your four then would be Ohio State, then moves ahead of USC. The other thing would be: Do you really does the rest of the country? Let's say there's chaos Saturday. Do you really want to see Georgia and Alabama again? Who wants to see that? We just saw in the title game, and then who wants to? Well, how would you want? Hey, Georgia, congratulations! You just won the title. You're the defending champs. You went undefeated. You got to play Alabama in a semi again. Oh, pe- I think people in that region. Well, they'll, they'll watch any, but yeah, but that would outside of the. Who wants to watch that game? No, that, will not, that will not do well in the ratings either outside of that part you, of the country because they're doing the stupid stuff where you're playing going up against the ring, New Year's uh, Eve coming in. Uh, again, though, but here's the deal, too. If it comes down to those two teams, you're going to take a two-loss team that didn't even qualify. Didn't, for, even, win their didn't even win their division. And couldn't even make the SEC title game. Without a good win. That, that's what I'm saying. It like, doesn't make any sense. So that's what I'm talking about. The big boys get all the respect. Think about that. Right. If people are going to make the case for Alabama that's on reputation because of what Nick Saban has done there for the last decade, but TCU with a loss might not be in? I mean, it's absurd. It, 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 it reeks of, like, you know, FIFA and the Olympics with how, how crooked it would be if that actually took place. Yeah. Alabama yeah. to make the playoff at DraftKings is 8-1. to 8-1. to one. Ohio State is plus 105. So what's, wow. the, what's the angle here? Oh, right? wow. So oh. w- what makes more sense? Because if TCU is still in with a loss, that means Ohio State would need a uh, USC loss to get in. And if you well, we, we live and breathe. I mean, the right. Pac-12 does this every year. So I'm just thinking, yep. if you're going to bet that, wouldn't you rather bet? USC money line. No, no, flip it the other way. You'd rather bet Utah money line at plus one twenty five or you're plus so, one thirty. That's what I meant. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, is yeah. that what I said? No, yeah. I said the other way. US, yeah. U- Utah money line. That's the way you want to bet it. Yeah, yeah. and not bet plus one hundred five on Ohio State. But yeah. but it, it also has this usually works out for these guys too. So there's no point even to watch Sunday if it's all chalk on Saturday, right? And you know what's going to happen? It's USC Georgia and it's TCU uh, against Michigan. But I w- I would just say you know sorry this is the system. These teams, these three teams, had unbelievable seasons. This is these are glorified exhibitions. the The three teams are set. USC wins, they're in. They lose, here comes Ohio State. You know what I'd like to that, see? That, that, that's that's common sense to me. If anybody, uh, if you see this at any book, could you please tweet us at Vsin Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard? Do you see look ahead numbers to possible playoff matchups? Is any book out there stepping out and making a number right now on it, on uh, Georgia versus USC? Or Michigan versus TCU. I would love to see what they are. 
Because, hard hard yeah. to envision USC getting and getting stops against Georgia. Oh no, that's not. Gonna I happen. mean, that's not going to happen. But no. again, this is a this was a work in progress. This was USC was supposed to be a year away. This was not supposed to happen. It's an incredible coaching job. And well, you, you just see the the lack of talent, on, especially on defense, the lack of talent on defense that they have. Offense are fantastic, but this is a great job by Riley. You know, by the way, Oklahoma six and six, and uh, USC won five games last year. The mm-hmm. guy's amazing, and he's worth every penny. Oh, no doubt. I, I, in fact, lock him into a lifetime contract right now. Pay him, pay him $15, $20 million a year. Whatever. You can afford all of that. No problem. The, now, they've had great turnover luck this year. They have. That would be one way. If that somehow continues they, against George and right. they can maybe pick off ben, Bennett once or twice in the game. Right. And they know business going to Corvallis and winning. But you're right. This has yeah. is, is continued. To, they're number one in the country in turnover margin. Yeah. Yeah. They get all these breaks and they, their defense... They intercept uh, intercept passes and force turnovers. Other than that, they can't stop anything. Uh, they do take the ball away, though. It is weird how that can be a thing for one full year for a certain team or Iowa. program. Iowa. I, well, they've done it for years, yeah. yeah. Last year, though, too, right? Yep. But look, how can this happen week in, yeah, week yeah. out? What is it? Well, it does. It's like Minnesota, the Vikings this year. They're, the luck that they're getting so far in the NFL and, and the things that are falling their way, it's incredible. Fumble recovery rate, stuff like that, oh, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, right. Like that for that thing to like next year that won't happen. Wasn't it? I think it was the Bears Patriot Monday Night game. I think the Bears fumbled seven times. They jumped Re- on recovered all of every them, single one of them. Was. Yeah, yeah, that that, that can't happen. Yeah. But for one game or for one year, sometimes it it does. It's follow the money here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. We will recap all of the action from last night and win some, lose some. Coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Good fun yesterday, World Cup. Ghana plus 205 beat South Korea. Ghana to score first and win plus 265. Ghana, seven in a row, BTTS in the World Cup. Keep an eye on that moving forward. Brazil, five unders in a row. They win 1-0. Portugal, there you go, you called it. Penalty late. Portugal awarded a penalty. Not exactly how I saw it playing out. Horrible call, but uh, you'll take it. Plus 350 to score on a penalty, plus 450. Portugal to win to nil, plus 220. Points bet paid out Ronaldo anytime goal and first time goal score. Oh wow. Believe that? The announcers called it the hairspray gold. How about Ronaldo <laughs> yeah. right away? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah that's of course me. it hey, is. Come on. Yeah. Get out of here. Did he even touch your head? No. Come on, buddy. Any of them. But that's uh, good karma there, paying that out. He could not wait to dance around the field. Yeah, put his and hand take up. credit for that goal. I'm like, I did. hey, buddy, did that even touch your head? I mean, what are you? You're taking credit for someone's big salad. That's here. exactly what I was just going to say. Come the, on. the ultimate big salad example. Najee Harris to score for the first touchdown, 6-1. to one. Steelers have won eight in a row against the Colts. Steelers to win between seven and twelve points at Bet Rivers, six to one. Successful two-point conversion plus two thirty. One NBA Celtics Hornets over two nineteen, uh, up to two twenty-five. I must say the Celtics are an absolute machine. Are they number one in efficiency? They have. Their to offense be. is great. They're, it's 
their offense, I yep. think, is on pace to set like records. Yep. Subscribe, be part of the team. VEASAN.com, VEASAN Pro, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these videos. This guy is excited to get the snacks and get the lunch. Look at the hot, serious hang time. Jumping up, ready for the food. Can't wait. Right? Feed me. Let's go. And then it goes back. He's higher than the counter. Uh, yeah, there you wow. go. He's higher than the counter right there on several of the jumps. And this goes on and on until she sets the food. And look at the other guy. What's the what's what's problem? He's calm, cool, and collected. The other one can't wait for the food. This is hilarious. The dog always thinks the screen door is closed. There he is outside. Can I come in? And it's open. Of course it's open. So then the girl has to come over. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. And have to open it. There you go. Imaginary screen door. Oh, okay, then I could come in. He's sitting there. There's wonder, nothing there, buddy. You can come in any time by the tree. Did did the dog actually run into the screen door when it was closed as a puppy? Is that what happened? Ah, uh, interesting. Maybe. And now he's then, like no, shook yeah. for life. Yeah. Shook for life. That is interesting. Very good video. Look at him right there. Can I come in? Is it okay? You got to open this for me. Nothing there anytime. That's awesome. <laughs> this is several people. This is me back in the day. When you do with the doubleheader and you go to someone's house for Thanksgiving, walk it out with the leftovers. This guy... Even <laughs> in the top. Jesus. What do you got? Like five, six boxes, cartons oh. full, and then you got two tubs underneath there? Yep. Some serious leftovers. Come on, you're good for a week. And then some. That's incredible. It is. That's how you do it. Yeah, said, you, leave, you mind if I take some leftovers? Right. Here, I'll just I'll scoop the whole thing. Yeah, right. That's excellent. By the way, that's me when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. And I have like seven, eight bags. When I get to the house, it's one trip. I take pride in that. I'm not coming sure. back to the car. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, it doesn't matter. I'll break my right. bicep. I'll sure. rip my bicep in half carrying all the groceries back in one trip. You find out a lot about yourself doing that. Absolutely. Can you pull it off? Cavs, Raptors over 213 up to 218. No, not even close. Nuggets, Rockets under 233 down to 228. No way. Couple lose some. The Browns won, but it was ugly for the home fans on several fronts. A skunk was loose. Looking out, I guess he wanted some food. But you had the skunk. Oh, God, Pepe Le Pew hanging out. The skunk got in to the stadium. <laughs> you see that? What a week for them. And how about the guy who steals the golf cart and was doing donuts and, and ripped up the field? They never, I don't <laughs> think they caught the guy. What's going on with Secure? Was it Baker Mayfield? Boy, I mean, got still have keys to the place? That guy's got a hell of a story. <laughs> Guy just sneaks right? in, right? You guys see what I did today? Yeah, I got, I got away with it. Right, right. Yeah, I messed up the field. I did donuts on the brown side. I'm surprised people didn't want to take selfies with the skunk. I know. Well, you get close to the guy. Sprays you, yeah. stinks. Right? You never know. And uh, this was from Thanksgiving. Boy, oh boy. If you do a close-up shot, that's Dak Prescott mm. before the game. The screensaver is him on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. One lose some. Come on! We love you, Southern California. Lakers blow a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. Three-point buzzer beater by the Pacers. Oh, they've been playing well. Up 17 in the fourth quarter, they lose. Yep. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. If your first, first wager loses, receive a free bet. Equal to your stake up to $500. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Can't believe they lost that game last night. Yeah, tough one. Playing a small number. This is a, a poll question we have up right now on Twitter. It's at VSIN Live, and the question is this. Are you betting more soccer than previous World Cups because of more betting options? The poll question, 
um, A, is yes, you're betting more, or B, it's uh, no, wrong time of the year, meaning too many other sports are going on. And you can also email us, ftmadvison.com. Do you find yourself betting more uh, World Cup now than ever before because of more options? Or is it, you know what, it's November, it's December, I got NFL, I got college football, I got college basketball, I got the NBA, I got the NHL, can't do it. Right now, 59.7% yeah. of the people participating in the vote saying, yes, they're betting more. Yeah, yeah, great menus, great creativity with several books. And the other thing, the schedule hasn't been bad because, uh, well, out here it's rough. But on the East Coast, I mean, you still you get those early morning matches. Yeah, it's hard on the weekends when you go head-to-head against football. But now college, you don't have many college games Saturday. And uh, now we get into it with the 7 and 11 start times now. Pacific time, that is. I got to be completely honest. I yep. mean, I'm missing it like crazy today. Yeah. We never have great. sporting events on live during the show. Seven days in a row of the 2 a.m., 5 a.m. Pacific. It was, it was great. Absolutely. I told the story. Did yeah. I say this on the air or off the air yesterday? Uh, whatever. Uh, we had off Thursday and Friday of last week for Thanksgiving. I woke up, I was up at 2.30 in the morning making myself a coffee on Thanksgiving Day, sitting there watching the World Cup on a day off. I just, that not cool. now without, I, I need that fixed now. Now that we had a taste, Paulie, huh? <laughs> yes, it was fun. Jam it right into my head. It's great, yes. And now with the, the this is just fantastic again. Uh, but to, to think that there are 27 of the 32 teams are still alive here that can qualify that three have advanced and two are out only. And now the two with the groups they're going against each other, uh, the match at the same time, rather, with Senegal-Ecuador to start the Netherlands match and then USA and uh, Iran follow with uh, England-Wales head-to-head. Mm-hmm. This is great. This, and then four days of this, too. Four days. And the, the scenarios and the stuff that could happen, going to be great. Oh, it's so good. And, and by the way, don't you love that they're putting the, the games at the same exact time? That's how the, it should be. The matches at the same exact time? You have to. Of course you can't you have shenanigans. No, you can't. Was it, uh, th- 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 Dustin, help me out, 70, 74, 82, whatever it was, the Germany game? They played patty cake because they both advanced with a draw. They just passed it back and forth for, right. for uh, 90 minutes, and it was the worst thing you're ever going to see. Yep. Gardner Johnson for the Eagles out indefinitely. Lacerated kidney. Oh, doesn't uh, he lead the league in INTs? God. Beat up? I know he was. Yeah. Um, that's... Well, I'll tell you, uh, I saw some people yesterday, I, I, I don't even remember my middle name, but I can't remember where it was. They were saying that they're now more alarmed, even in the Eagles' win, than they were before the game. Maybe it was Dan Orlovsky on ESPN. He said he's more alarmed today, based on how they won the game against uh, Green Bay, than he was before the game, meaning the defense. Because you can... Well, they had a bad game. Well, no, that's, put, but that's also the what, Colts' performance. I mean, they, they they shut the Colts down after the first drive. I don't. Know. They is, played well against Minnesota. What they had three was it three bad games in a row? The Commanders' game was not a pretty game. That was yeah. That they, was just line up. We're going to run on it and it run on you, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, they couldn't get Washington. Like in theory, again, it doesn't always play out like this. But Derrick Henry should be able to eat against this Eagles defense. Well, they shut down Cook and beat the Vikings. That's but also that's, that was uh, that's week two. Yeah, all right, it was early, long right. time ago now. And that yeah. that guy was uh, they they just had re, uh, acquired him from the Saints, right? And so he's playing in that game. Slay was awesome against Jefferson in that game. Not Slay. Yeah, Slay. Slay shut Slay. down Jefferson. I'm boy, oh boy. The that's acquisition. Just, yeah, it happens. What uh, the acquisition I, 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 of Sue? Yeah. And, and uh, is Davis coming back? He's supposed to be back at some point. Okay. He's, he well, was not ruled Sue, out for you, the year. You signed uh, Joseph. Yep. You get Davis back. 
We'll see. They got to make it all work, and hopefully those but guys have some steam left. That's why the one seed, though, is enormous, very important, and they should get that with the tiebreaker over Minnesota and a doable schedule. You get the one seed, all you have to do is win one game. You're in the NFC title game at yeah. home. Here's the thing, though. I mean, holding off Dallas at this point, it looks easy because they have, what, a three-game lead, essentially, because they have the tiebreaker right now, but they play one more time. They will they, lose that game. They have to. That w- yes. The Eagles will lose that they, game. Th- that is their third road game in a row. Yeah, they're losing that game. How that falls. That's tough. And then, uh, well, how the hell did Dallas lose to Green Bay? Green Bay's lost seven of eight. They couldn't stop them. They gave away that lead. Big. Not that they just lost the lead. game, but to blow it like that in the fourth yeah. quarter is massive. Yeah. So we know the Giants are, are fugazi. But that's, yeah. uh, you know, Eagles haven't played them yet. They should take advantage of that. And, uh, Very but true. Big, big game, though. Big game. If they beat Tennessee, though, they're gonna. I think they get the one seed. NFL better and handicapper Adam Chernoff on the program coming up next. He likes plenty of games early in the week. What does he make of this current number with the uh, Niners and the Dolphins playing in San Francisco? This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Betting splits another way. VSIN's here to help you. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Every Tuesday, Adam Chernoff, Simple Handicap. Follow him on Twitter. Phenomenal in the NFL, and he joins us to go over a couple games here that he likes. Uh, good to see you again. Appreciate the time. A winner last night with the Steelers, and you'll want to come back with the Steelers against Atlanta. Tell us why you like Pittsburgh and, and some of the things you're reading and hearing. So really early on this numbers, it's just hitting the board this morning. So Pittsburgh, a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Here's the thing that's interesting with the Steelers is – you kind of at this point in the season in week 13 have to go back and take a few things out. So there was a handful of starts with Mitchell Trubisky, but there's also the schedule that the Steelers have faced as they have integrated Kenny Pickett into the offense. That's been the most difficult, not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side too. When we think about what the Steelers offense has faced this season, look at some of these teams. It was Indy last night, which is an above average offense, Cincinnati top 12, Top 12 defense, pardon me, Colts above average defense to Cincinnati, top 10, Saints, top 10, Eagles, top 10, the Dolphins. Like It's been a brutal schedule that the Steelers offense has been able to face. This week, they go into Atlanta, 31st defense, by far and away, the easiest the Steelers have faced all season. And it's the Steelers again for back-to-back weeks, playing indoors, playing in a dome, This is a Steelers team that can dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football against Atlanta. The Falcons' offense is struggling. The Steelers' defense is now getting healthier with T.J. Watt back. Mm -hmm. Both sides, the schedule, everything lines up here for another uh, big win for the Steelers on the road. This is not a team that is and 4-7, much better than that when you adjust for some of these things. Um, like them here against the Falcons getting a point and a half. Okay, you sold me there. Absolutely. How about Jacksonville and Detroit? Well, it's... It's a question of whether Trevor Lawrence is now back out of the bye. Um, as we saw with Pittsburgh, too, another thing. Coming out of the bye, the offense looked a lot different. The Jags come out of the bye. Young team, young quarterback, new head coach. And maybe we see something going forward with the Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been top 10 both on offense 
and defense for a, a long part of the season and a lot of the advanced stats. They've been this team that's kind of been performing at a level that's well below what the numbers suggest. And it's kind of been this waiting game to see when is the time to bet on them, when is the time to buy them. And this might be it. The Jags have the big comeback against the Ravens at home. Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden looks like he has some confidence. How they handled themselves after the game was notably different to what they have done throughout the course of the season where Lawrence was kind of dejected, win or lose, just feels a lot different. And that result against Baltimore can maybe spark something for the Jags going forward. Again, a similar situation to Pittsburgh. You have a Jags team that's been kind of all over the place. They have the bye. They come out of it with a win. Now they go to face the Lions indoors, and it's the 32nd-ranked defense in all of football. The Lions are not stopping anybody. Mm -hmm. And so if you think this Jags offense might have caught something, a bit of a spark against the Ravens defense, one of the better units in the league, now you get them on the road. Um, we'll call it a pick em for Jacksonville against a really bad defense, the spot where I think that the Jags offense can continue to have success so I'll take the Jags here on the road as a pick em. Okay, what do you make of this number right now when it's three and a half at most spots with the Niners at home hosting the Dolphins? I've been saying the entire year, well, for six weeks now probably, that if the Niners had to go to Minnesota and play in the playoffs, they'd be favored at the Vikings. Now people are starting to say that they'd be favored on a neutral against the Cowboys, maybe maybe even the Eagles. How much do you give home field here as an edge to the 49ers? Not a great history playing in Santa Clara. And then the spot overall, lane three and a half against Miami. Mitch, not just some people. That's coming from the guys right behind you running the show at Circa who were saying that. And so you can put a lot of respect behind that number and how high San Francisco is rated among some of the best bookmakers in the world and just how highly everyone's thinking of this team. So um, certainly not a stretch at all that they would be favored over Minnesota in the playoffs. Not a stretch that they would be favored over Dallas on a neutral. It's just the fact of, of how good this 49ers team is and how well they're trending. This is an interesting number because it's come down a little bit, and it's easy to see why when you look at the Miami offensive numbers. This team has been incredible all season, um, especially when you take out the games that you had Skylar Thompson or Teddy Bridgewater. These games that Tua has started, this offense has been unstoppable. I think, though, when we see this number come back a bit, it's a little bit of a case of schedule and what they faced recently. So the last four games for Miami, they played Detroit, 32nd-ranked defense. They played Chicago week after all of those trades, that's a bottom five defense. They played the Browns by numbers. That's the 30th ranked defense. And then they played Houston, 29th ranked defense. And so this is four weeks in a row for the Dolphins scoring in, in north of 30 points. But they've been playing these bottom five defenses week after week after week. And so I'm not saying that the Dolphins offense isn't one of the best in the league. It most certainly is. But I can't help but wonder this last month that we have seen them play, win all these games, two has come back, been healthy, this offense has exploded. I think the defenses that they've been facing kind of inflates that a little bit. Now you get them on the road in Santa Clara against this 49ers defense, which is by far and away the most difficult they have faced all season. It's the first time we're really going to see two face an elite pass rush all season. But there's also this coaching familiarity, right? If anybody knows what Mike McDaniel is going to run offensively, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan, who mm. really taught him all yeah. he knows. They have so much familiarity from being together on the same staff. That element of surprise isn't going to be there like we've seen the Dolphins catch other teams with. And you have the situation where Shanahan has that defense to deploy here, along with D'Amico Ryans against this Dolphins offense. So San Francisco here at three and a half, 
bit of a shock here for the Dolphins going on the road. I'll bet the Niners minus three and a half. Okay, Mr. Jet, big win. Mike White oh, looked boy. great in bad weather. Okay, now big move on the total against the Vikings. The line's only three. What do you think of the Jets going on the road in, in Minnesota with a big, the next two opponents now? Because it's Buffalo after this. Big rest advantage here for their next two opponents. For sure. Um, Dolphin, or the, the Vikings, pardon me, dead over team at this point. It's yeah. an offense that's really good. The defense can't stop anybody. The Jets, on the other hand, I think it's interesting, and we kind of see why this total is moving up. So as a Jets fan, I want this all to work. I think I'm speaking for all Jets fans. Like, we have been deprived of a quarterback. If you're going to call Mark Sanchez a quarterback, he got us to the playoffs in 2011. Great, we'll put it in that. But really, it's been a decade of, of starvation here. My one concern with all of this, Zach Wilson deservingly benched because of what he said, how he handled himself. He needed to go. That was just a bad situation. It put him inactive for the game. That yeah. speaks about how how detrimental what he did to that locker room potentially was. Mike White stepped into kind of the perfect scenario. You have a Chicago Bears defense that is among the worst in the league. Mm -hmm. They lose Eddie Jackson midway through the second quarter, their best defender. Corey Davis returns, which moves Elijah Moore back to the slot and gives the Jets wide receivers one, two, and three on the field together for the first time in about two and a half months. Everything could have went right for Mike White, and it did in that scenario. And he had a he had a tremendous game. Now he gets another game where he goes on the road and faces a Vikings defense that we just saw a Patriots team on Thanksgiving that really was written off for dead with their offense. Who's the right quarterback? What can this team do? The Patriots were airing it out and doing whatever they wanted on offense that entire game, and by many rights should have won it despite a lot of bad luck, refing things that went with it. And so if we're talking about a Jets offense that just a week ago with Zach Wilson looked dead and everybody was writing them off, now potentially having a bounce back, it's kind of the same scenario that the Pats had on Thanksgiving. And you have Mike White who can potentially benefit from all this press just because of how bad Zach Wilson was, albeit against a very difficult schedule. Those games that Zach Wilson was really buried, it was the Broncos defense, which is top five, the Pats defense twice, which is among the best in the league too, and has dominated him in all of his starts, and the Bills within the division. And so the contrast in schedules here really benefiting Mike White, as is all these returning guys. I'm not going to be betting on the side in this one, but when we consider that the Jets closed as dogs against the Pats in two of the last four weeks, mm -hmm. and now the Jets are being priced at the same number the Pats nearly closed that, yeah. two and a half on the road in Minnesota, you kind of wonder if Mike White's being upgraded a little bit too much here now that we see the Jets and the Pats on the same price point, it's an interesting situation for Jets fans. It's yeah. a great breakdown. It really yeah. is. We, we kind of kicked that around a little bit earlier. If you consider the landings, the closing spots when the Patriots played the Jets, and now look at the last two weeks for the Vikings taking on those same exact two teams, it seems a little fishy. Yep, and which defense do you trust more, the Jets or the Pats? It's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're the best, my man. Uh, thanks for the time, as always. Good luck this week. Thanks very much, guys. Chat soon. Yep. You can go listen to his podcast anywhere that you get your podcast. It's called The Simple Handicap, and follow him on Twitter. He is at Adam Chernoff. Falcons, Niners, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. No Falcons. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh playing the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that written down, the game. Yeah. Pittsburgh in the game. Yep. Yeah, you got it. Yep. Let's follow the money here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, Paulie has advice if you tailed him on a long shot bet in the preseason. Yeah. 
And I have a 14 to 1 shot in the NBA. Tell you about that coming up next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. Here we go. Time for in pocket plays. Winner yesterday in the Portugal match. Uh, they were awarded a penalty. That came in at plus 350. Not exactly how I envisioned it to cash, but regardless, not going to complain. So how that's a winner. That? Got there late. <laughs> it wasn't on Ronaldo. Uh, he was already off the pitch. What's the penalty and what's not is fascinating with what goes on with this stuff. They make it up every single match. Oh, God. So I would be on the lookout today, and the number is now coming down at at least one spot. DraftKings moved Malcolm Brogdon to win the sixth man of the year down to 750 today. I'm looking around at other books. You can find 10, 11, or 14 to 1 right now on Malcolm Brogdon to win the sixth man of the year. I've been holding this for a minute. I bet it again last night, so I have two bets on him. But... This goes back to a November 17th article on ESPN.com where they asked a bunch of their NBA reporters who would get the early season awards. Here's the question. Who is your way too early pick for sixth man of the year? Give it to me. The top three people all said Brogdon. Hello. He's he's an amazing fit off the bench for the Celtics. This team, again, their offensive efficiency is 119.3. They're a machine, and this guy does it every single night. I know Westbrook's the favorite. Jordan Poole's going to be tough to beat. 14-1 14-1 to 1 is going to vanish on Malcolm Brogdon. You need to bet him today to win sixth man of the year in the NBA. Good breakdown. You sold me. He's got awesome numbers, too. There you go. All right. As I mentioned earlier, Giants commanders under 41 15-2-1 under run at home for the G-Men. Last game did go over, but shenanigans with the Detroit game. Coastal Carolina plus 10.5. In the Sun Belt game, six-point move in this game. Paul's right. Big difference uh, between McCall and the backup. But, but, why we're doing this? If you listened in, in August, and a tip of the cap to Phil Steele with his great preview magazine, a uh, good breakdown. Really sold me on Troy's defense. But we have Troy fourteen to one to win the Sun Belt. And my thinking was I was fading Louisiana. A big preseason pick because they lost Napier and Troy also played Louisiana. They were coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, got a chance here. And I certainly didn't expect Troy to be 10-2 and two this year. And it should be 11-1. 11-1, and and right. The only loss was on a Hail Mary in conference. But to me, this leads us into the pro tip. You can win two bets here. Now, Paul Stone is also doing the same, he's kind of doing the same thing. Paul Stone has Coastal to win the Sun Belt. He's betting Troy Moneyline. That's what he's going to do. But here, I mean, this isn't even locking in a profit. You could also take Coastal Moneyline at plus 310 if you want to do that, and you tailed us and grabbed Troy 14-1. to 1. You you can't lose. You have both. I do. So I was actually going to add more on Troy, but forget about it now. Yeah. If but this really, right. this really got out of control, this number. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, it was William Hill here, and there was another book that opened five, and now it's up to 10.5. But, again, you, Troy can win by seven. You win both, and that's the pro tip. I just think you have to lock in a profit here or you're in this great position where you can win a lot on the future and still come in and, hey, you know, listen, back door is open, Coastal loses by 10, Coastal loses by 7, and win both bets. In pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at BetRivers.com. And the pro tip every hour, available for subscribers only at vcin.com. We do them every hour. That's 20 every day.
okay, I'm very excited about this. We love music. We still love rock music. I love music, period, yeah, as long so as it's I. not country. And yeah. I, I know a little about a lot. A little Yogi Berra. Uh, line there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd like. I really like to get into everything. Well, I can listen to top forty on the way home. Yes, for sure. Right. I can, I can, uh, but I can have a dis. I'd like to have a discussion on very cars and guns. I'm out. No idea. Clueless. But on anything, yeah, I, I can hang in there for five minutes and and give you a good back and forth. Okay. So I saw this new. A buddy of mine sent this to me. I'm going in fresh. If we were ever going to plan a follow the money <laughs> show somewhere else in the country around a non sporting event, this would be it, in my opinion. Because they're playing across the U.S. and across Canada. Dates have been released already. They're going to add more. Metallica, which, right, our favorite band of all time. This was announced yesterday. They're going to go on a, uh, the M72 tour. Their new album is called 72 Seasons for two years, Paul. Two years. No. In 2023 and in 2024, they're going across the U.S., Europe, South America, and Mexico. They're hitting, get this. They're hitting each city for two nights with two different set lists. They're calling it No Repeat Weekend. You're kidding. How unbelievable is that? Jesus. And this, the catalog that they have, oh. you have a Metallica, there are, their catalog, there's ridiculous. It, that, that run from Ride the Lightning oh. to Master of Puppets to Injustice for All to the Black Album, my God. I, I don't even know how you rank them. That run. We could probably rank them, spend a half an hour one day ranking them like in a separate podcast. They are old, though. They are old. And they have been madmen. Now, this is, you're in their, what, mid-50s now? No, oh, they got to be. I think they, uh, Kirk uh, just had a birthday. I think he's 60. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure about yeah, that. Yeah, you're up, you're right. It's, because this, this is not the Rolling Stones. No, no disrespect. This is energy, fast, heavy. You got to go. You get your money's worth. Yeah. So this, Kirk 60, Kirk yeah, Hammett? just had a birthday. I mean, they too, after the success of the Black Album, with the Enter Sandman album, it's one of the biggest albums of all time. They toured for two and a half years straight. Oh, yeah. This, two and yeah. a half years straight. Yeah. So you YouTube this right now, where you, you know, going back, what, what, to think about the toll. Put in, like, Metallica, Seattle, 1989. Put in Metallica. Metallica Russia. Put in Metallica, M- Moscow, 1991. Put in Metallica, San Diego. Look at that energy, but what that what that has to do when you're playing two and a half hours like that nonstop, nonstop, you're and and they're in their, they're up in their sixties, yeah, and they still put so on amazing told, shows. But that's what you're up against. Are you, how good of a show are you entertained? I mean, how good of a show are you going to get though when you're up at that age? And that? So, oh, some of, okay, the locations so far announced, and they're going to add more. Okay, like ahead. as of right now, like Las Vegas is not even on the list. They don't have the Bay Area. They're gonna they're from San Francisco. They're oh, going to add San Bay. Francisco. Okay. Like Amsterdam is on the list. They're playing there. They're going to play in Paris. Could you imagine watching Metallica for this weekend in Amsterdam <laughs> or Paris? They're going to be. How about Montreal? Yes. Hello, Sportsnet. Well, yeah, we got caught on fire. Like Buckner walking into Shea again. Yeah. yeah. Hetfield got burned alive in, Metall- uh, in Montreal. And here's also incident. Uh, another beauty to this whole tour. Yes, we're very giddy about this. They're playing with different opening acts depending on the location. Really? Um, so they're going to, in some spots, they're going to have five finger death punch and ice nine kills. That may be meanless to some of you. However, on the, uh, U S portion of the tour, they're playing with, uh, Wolfgang Van, Van Halen, Van Halen yeah, okay, who uh, my buddy has seen him live. He said the kid's a dynamo. I'm sure. But along with him, Pantera. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? Uh. Greta Van Fleet. 
Uh, Volbeat's going to be part of it as well. I just, I mean, this is one of the coolest non-sports betting doing, things we've ever done in the show, I think, talked two, about. I'm sorry. They're doing two shows in the same city. Yeah. No, no repeat set list. They're calling it No Repeat and when's uh, a, Weekend. When's a new, where am I then? When's a new album out? It's coming out uh, 2023, and my buddy who sent me all this said they, they put out uh, a new release, one of the songs. He called it a, quote, face melter. So I'm going to have to go find that bad boy today. Yeah, it takes me back it. to my childhood. Yeah, This is one of those things that yeah. will stick with me forever. You know, Kiss can go to yeah. hell. I respect Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, but that was all phony and that was all just... Uh, no, makeup solid. and costumes. Yeah. And yeah, they released three albums in one year, okay? Yeah. And Paul Stanley, like, oh, you didn't like that one. It didn't sell. Here's another one. Here's another one. These guys did two albums in 10 years. Two albums you know, in we, 10 years. We should have Richie Bacheleri, who's a longtime bookmaker. Right. He actually and works nut. at Circa now in college yeah, basketball. Yeah, he always makes his numbers listening to music, <laughs> as a lot of betters do who I know. Uh, he doesn't care for Metallica. He's poo-pooed Metallica in the past on this show. He's out of his mind. Like he's a, he's a, Love Zeppelin, though. I can't blame him there. I like this tweet from Joe Osborne, huh? Vegas Insider. This is so bad, and there's more coming. The primetime schedule backfired so bad on the NFL this year. Colts, Steelers, Broncos, Rams, Packers, Cardinals, Bucks, 33 primetime games. Brutal. There's more coming. Indy, another Monday night game. Indy's on Sunday night. Tampa, Christmas. Packers, Christmas. Denver plays L.A. on Christmas. Oh, it's a hound's breakfast now, that Christmas Day schedule. Well, I don't... Man. The, the league really needed to flex out on next Sunday night. They didn't do it. You're right. No, oh, it's, they, it's, they can do it today. Are you sure? I thought it was locked in. They could... That you have to flex out of Denver, Kansas City. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I meant for this oh, week. this one? Yes, I This would've. week. Miami, San Francisco should have been. The yeah, I, I don't understand how they kept the yeah. Colts and Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. That's going to be, oh boy, the the makings of a bloodbath. Poor Matt Ryan in that. I totally game. agree. Will he will he leave with an injury? It's a two dollar yeah. favorite. That's on. Let's go. Here we go. Let's go. As soon as they're ready to go in Senegal, let's go under two and a half in the match. As soon as they get that going, get the national anthem now. Senegal. and I think I think Netherlands buries Cutter. I'm thinking four 0 Buries oh, him. Really? Yeah. I think it's bad because they also want to play, hopefully, fingers crossed, play USA on Saturday if they win the group. So I think Netherlands. I'm praying that we're talking about a USA victory tomorrow. It would be be so huge. Enjoy the game today. Enjoy the match. Good luck with your bets. Talk to you tomorrow. See you. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.